Hey, what's good? Thank you for joining me. My name is Johan Francis, CSCS, and welcome to my show, Ego Killer. It's right here on this show. We go through all the moves you need to make inside the gym to keep you moving outside in life. Because if there's nothing that we learn inside the gym, it's all about what we do with our limitations, what those perceived limitations are, and best and most importantly, how we break right through them. It's important that we test ourselves, if not little by little, but we do test ourselves. We don't do it inside the gym or inside of some type of safe space where the physical body can kind of be pushed. Well, the entropy of life kind of sneaks up on you real quick and we're not prepared. So we prepare ourselves inside the gym. We think of it as the lab. It's body therapy. And every time out, we're looking for our limits. But to be honest, we're also enjoying those spots in between when we're not hitting our limits. So to do that, it takes multiple tries and takes multiple swings of the axe before that sequoia comes crashing down. You can't just pull up, expect to get the most out of your day and your movement, do the thing and then walk off like, yeah, I did that. Next. Nope. Part of it is what you like to call a learning curve. There's a learning curve when you step inside the gym. You got to learn how your body moves. Your coaches have to learn how you react to certain type of movements, certain stressors, progressive overloads, and then we have to challenge them. We have to first establish that you could balance yourself on one foot and you don't fall over walking from here you know, to the car. Then once you can handle that, then I can add speed. Then I can add load. Then I can add multiple planes of movement this is how it goes inside the gym. I'm only mentioning this because when we first step in, we maybe think, and I know some of you guys, when you step in, you think like, yo, if I don't get this in two weeks, damn this, like I'm out. But the truth is, it takes a path. There's a whole psychology on models of change and trans-theoretical change and the path and the needs within us. Yo, we need to re- remember that we need to put shoes on the baby, make sure the baby walks. Then we start running. And what I mean is, no matter where our starting point is, there's always going to be a learning curve. You got to make sure that you're absorbed, absorbed in the cycle of change. All right. It's funny because sometimes the learning curve can literally just be biomechanical. Like you didn't know how to do the the pull-ups correctly, I kind of set you up for success. You know, we put a couple bands and all of a sudden you could do that pull-up correctly. But a lot of the time, this stuff is internal. It's what you're ready for mentally, right? Not just physically. It's about what you're ready for spiritually to accept what challenges we're willing to look at, what challenges we're looking to overcome. A lot of it is that too. So even that takes baby steps. And so rushing into it, mm-mm-mm. Never the business. But to build consistency means you're a fucking Marine, right? To build consistency, that's where you're going to get your gains. And the march towards consistency is what we need to build. Because, look, nobody just pulls up and is already there. There are no specimens. There are no freaks of nature, right? There are no God's gifts walking around that didn't work. I'm sorry there isn't. Look, sometimes it seems like it. 
It seems like some people just show up and they look great. They feel better than you. They just are going to do the thing. It's usually like a purely aesthetic observation. But sometimes there are people that look like they get it a little bit faster than everybody else. And it's like, yo, you didn't really have to work to get there. You're talented. Right? But the truth is, with a lot of folks that look like specimens... There's a lot of work that was done underneath the surface. So what we're going to talk about today is keeping yourself consistent. I want you guys to be consistent. And I want you guys to start identifying models of consistency better than you do today. Because sometimes we look at somebody else and we're like, yo, God's gift just walked in the room. He or she looks amazing. Didn't have to work for it. That means I am way, way, way behind the eight ball, right? I'm way out here. I'm never going to catch up. That's what you're saying to yourself subconsciously. So we want to kind of erase or delete that negative self-talk. And I want to teach you guys or at least open the door to looking at models of consistency better than we do because we need it. All right. Being consistent means that you got to realize there is no such thing as God's gift. Some of you might be the closest thing to God's gift, right? You might be the closest thing to a specimen, might be the closest thing to waking up looking and feeling like this. You might be the closest thing to a man child, as I've heard other people call it, where you're just able to throw weight around the room, you walk outside, it's July. Right? And the six pack has appeared. Some of you are the closest thing to it, but I'll be the last person to malign your achievement by being like, I know you didn't do no work. Right? Just because I can't identify what you do when the doors are shut, I know you didn't do any work. Unfortunately, that's what a lot of us do. So I want you guys to start looking for consistency out in the world. And what we'll talk about later is. Uh, my three, this just happened to be R's, the three R's that you could use to become more consistent, okay? Before we get to it, we need to understand that there are no avatars of ease out there, all right? I want you guys to understand that. What there are are people who get certain aspect of the chain cycle a little bit quicker than you. I talked about it before, it's external and it's internal and there's so much going on within each person. But if you're really committed to getting better inside the gym, to recovering from injury, right? Accepting day one that you're going to be a little bit slower than, than old boy over here or this lady over there, you're going to have to accept that it's going to take a while. We've come up with a lot of memorable aphorisms about how long habits form and foment. The truth is, that's for some folks. Habits form in 21 days. Or habits form in 121 days, right? That's the truth. The truth is it really is dependent on your own life experience. How quick you are at learning and how quick your body responds, right? We've all been around folks who are really good with using their bodies right out the gate. Well, they're challenged then if you meet someone that's super athletic, isn't using their body. It's going to be how to stay active. Maybe it's going to be how to, you know, not be, get injured. Maybe they're injury prone, 
right? Maybe they don't know how to not work out all the time, right? Those are all challenges. And so if the outcome is to be totally healthy, to work out, you know, four to six times a week, minimum three, we're looking for consistency in doing that because there are no avatars of ease. There just are not. So when you go and you see somebody that's doing the thing and they make it look easy, we pause. What did it take to fit inside of that white tee and make it look crispy? That two-piece? Like, what, what kind of exercise are they doing? How is their eating? How did they form these habits? The forming of those habits took a while. How does this person that you know, it could be a friend, a coach, whatever, how long did it take for them to foment the habits where this has become kind of a lifestyle? Because there ain't no avatars of ease, right? So that's going to be the first thing that we do. We want to step away from looking for avatars that make it all look too easy because it's never that easy. Some of you might have been called like genetically gifted. Like how insulting is that? Because that's to imply that you did nothing for your physical or aesthetic station in life. You did nothing. You just pulled up. Or you have a good eye for choosing the right like skinny jeans. <laughs> or or um, you have a good taste in wigs. Like this is not the domain of respectability. Right? Look. You're not an avatar of ease. I'll be at the last one to malign you with thinking that there is... You just showed up like this. What you do get from folks who have a six pack and have athletic prowess, you're probably looking at the peak of their accomplishments. All right. Even if it is coaches, if it's friends, if it's roommates, we're looking largely at the peak of those folks accomplishments because you're never born a specimen. Like, how insulting is it? Like, I just decided that I'm going to be not sore as everybody else. Like, why would I stop there? If you know somebody that's a specimen, why would they stop <laughs> at just being able to lift, like, overhead press 400 pounds, right? If someone was an actual specimen and didn't have to try very hard, what satisfaction is there in trying so hard, <laughs> Right? Okay, well, I think you get the point. I want to just emphasize that there are no avatars, okay? Because no one would actually choose to have ease with their physical prowess and then just stop there. Like, this is just not human nature. We seek to challenge ourselves. So let's talk about the three R's, okay? Let's talk about the three R's. There's always something that you can work on to build consistency, all right? Now that we've kind of said, yo, everybody that I see that I feel like is just God's gift to fitness. I'm simply seeing the peak of their accomplishments. Maybe this is the best they've ever looked in their entire lives. You know what I mean? Maybe there's someone that has honed their skills from a very young age and we're made aware of it, right? Now that we've separated ourselves from that discourse of the mind, let's get into these three R's. So the first one's going to be routine. Set yourself up with a routine. Set yourself up with the routine starting right when you open your eyes and that sunlight breaks right through your eyelids. The minute that that first photon hits you in the face, smacks you out of bed, start your routine. It could be a mental routine. 
a little bit of meditation, a little bit of thankfulness. It's the thing. It's the mind already active, taking on the day, getting busy, ready to get after it. That's that mindset. That mindset needs to be ironclad. So at the first crack of dawn, we want to already be in a space where we're building our, our routine. It's taking in the food that we need for the day or the week, making the shift based on our schedule. Maybe we're all about coffee first thing, okay? Get you some coffee going, but then let's start the decision making right away. I'm gonna go ahead and take it a step further. That mind's gotta be right, right away in the morning, isn't it? So setting up the routine is the first R. The second R is gonna be to kind of recover. A fraction of how hard you work out needs to be just set aside for recovering. So when we're in the middle of training camp or we have an event or some kind of big event coming up, right? Anytime we have something on the calendar that we circled, maybe there isn't time to recover, but there's gotta be at minimum a fraction, a sliver, a splinter set aside for recovery, even in the climb of having an event. Now, if there's no event scheduled, we're gonna take an even bigger fraction, but this is the time where your muscles rebuild, your mind resets, and you're actually receiving better messages, positivity, right, about your body, and that helps you recover. So the second one's gonna be recover a fraction of how hard you're working, and the last R is going to be record your progress. And recording your progress could be something like writing it down, isn't it? It could be something like writing it down. We all have the, uh, the app, right? You bust open the app. You start writing down W after every Monday, W. Tuesday, W, right? For win, right? Maybe like V victory, I don't know. But whatever it is, you got to record your progress. And I say that as I codify that as a W or a V because... Yo, you ha- the easiest, quickest way to record your progress is to take a W when you have a good day of working out, straight up. That is the easiest and most effective way to record your progress is to say, hey, I did that. My day was good. I came out of this thing a little bit better. All right? You add all those up at the end of the month. You got a, you got a ton of Ws, a ton of victories. All right. And then you got to also record your progress too. I know I do it for my trainees and um, I'll write it down. And at the any given interval, we could look back and be like, yeah, you used to live this. Now you're way up here. This is a good thing. So those are the three R's. It's establishing a routine, recover and record your progress. We do that. We establish consistency. So let me know how it works out for you guys. Head to the website, egokillershow.com. Rate this episode if you like it, and I'll send you a free gift if I get those five stars from you. And until the next time, stay up. <laughs>